0: Today is Sunday, July 9th, and this is Celtics Beat on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider of audio-video coverage of the Boston Celtics. I'm Adam Kaufman. Episode 527 features heavy basketball writer Sean Devney.
1: And I'm Evan Valenti, and this show is powered by FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com slash Boston to 10 times your first bet amount and bonus bets up to $200.
0: What's up, everyone? New addition to Celtics beat. Adam Kaufman here. No Evan Valenti. If you are watching or if you're listening, we will, you know, we'll hear from Evan over the course of the show in part, but not uh, contributing in the way that he typically does. Prior engagement today, that's okay. We'll miss him. We'll catch up with him for the next show. It is me. It is Sean Devaney and Sean. I did it again. I even hesitated for anyone that that listened to the audio version of our little introduction. Doesn't come with the video, but I, you know, in the moment, it was—is it heavy (laughs) basketball writer Sean Devaney? Is it heavy dot com basketball writer Sean Devaney? Because I, I don't, you know, it it sounds insulting when I when I leave out the dot com. But you are you are spry
1: and you're looking good. I don't know about that, but I appreciate it. You certainly (laughs) do give me a complex every time I come on, Evan. Uh, I'm sorry, Adam. Just please, please. And, we there don't you know go. There you go. That's my revenge. Or
0: affiliations <laughs> or anything like that around here. You know, to add to the confusion, and I I will only let people behind the curtain to this degree in the event that it still happens at some point. I had promised on Twitter a few days ago. We've got this amazing first time guest on Celtics Beat coming up for the next show. uh While you are an amazing guest, absolutely, you are certainly not a first-time guest of this program. Right. So that has been uh, postponed. We will reschedule, I hope, and uh, I, I hope to, you know, for for the listeners who were like, well, what's the deal? I hope to have that coming for you very soon. But uh, we, in many ways, are actually getting a better situation in terms of just the timing of this, because I will tell you, that person who was going to join us is not in Las Vegas at Summer League. And Sean Devaney is in Las Vegas at summer league. So tell me a little bit just before we get into obviously what's been going on with this team since the last time you came on this show. What is the atmosphere out there? I saw Chris Forsberg posting picture after picture of just it's Jason Tatum everywhere. It, it, you know, like the <laughs> signage, it, the Celtics are well represented out west.
1: Yeah, there's no question about that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's amazing because I've been covering Summer League for, for 23, 24 years now. I think back to, you know, LeBron James made his debut in Boston in Summer League at the Shaws Summer League uh, at UMass Boston. And I remember about, I don't know, 250 people in the gym when LeBron made his debut. I'm sure now if you ask people, then they'll say that, you know, there's probably about uh, 50,000 that claim to have been there, but uh, uh, there were not that many, but now, man, it is crazy here. It is crazy here. Uh, You know, obviously uh, Wemby has, uh, has brought a lot of excitement uh, maybe more off the court than on the court. Uh But, uh but yeah, there's, there's, uh, you know, it's, they continue to build this thing and it's, uh, it's pretty crazy. Um, you, you know, what this has become compared to where it was, uh, where it was when, when it started in Vegas, like 12, 13 years ago, uh, and certainly where Summer League was, uh, when it first was really going, uh, you know, back when I was covering it, uh, uh, for the first time.
0: Well, and you mentioned the Summer League kind of hype train, obviously, like what, could have and should have been with LeBron if it was the pomp and circumstance that it is now we'll talk about Jordan Walsh but that's a different kind of hype train that's like Celtics summer league you know green pom-pom holding you know like that that kind of hype train the real hype train obviously as you mentioned is Wemby and what is interesting and and I I don't think it means anything I'm not I'm not making any sort of declarative statements but it was it was sort of Fun in 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 a way. I don't know if that's the right word, but sort of fun after the fact to see just the social media reaction to his first summer league game. What where it was you know I, I saw people saying you know who were there in person. That's the worst summer league debut I've ever seen. You know I saw some people like celebrating that they had already gotten their their bets in on Scoot Henderson for rookie of the year because you know the the line movement after the fact uh, was so drastic after that first Wemby performance it just seemed awkward out of place. Didn't totally know what he was doing. And I'm not going to beat the guy up. Like it's his, it's his first, you know, again, summer league experience and even pseudo
1: professional experience. But what did you make of that? Were you caught off guard? Yeah, I was, you know, and, 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 um, you know, it's, it's impossible to call it anything other than disappointing. You know, if you want to say, "Well, oh, summer league, he's you know exhausted. They had played the uh, their 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 postseason." Um, you could call. It, you could you know you can come up with any number of excuses, but you're coming up with excuses in in yeah. order to uh, to 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 cover for what it was a huge disappointment. I mean, uh, you know, when you come into summer league with the hype. Uh, that that he's had, you expect, you know, certainly uh, a, a level of dominance uh, among the other, you know, like like Paulo Benquera when he played last year, and you just watched him in that first game. It was like you know, I don't think he's going to play again in the summer league. He's shown all he needs to show. That's it. Um You did not get that from Wemby. And, and, you know, certainly if Ben Caro was here when he was coming in Wemby's way up here. So uh, it, it was a disappointment. There's, there's no other way to, 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 uh, uh, to describe it. And I actually watched last night, I watched, um, uh, his, uh, teammate, uh, Kulabali, uh, who the Wizards took, and he was worse. If he thought, if he <laughs> thought, uh, Wemby's was disappointing I was watching Kulabali and he just didn't not look like he knew what he was doing on either end of the floor. He's supposed to be his great defender. Did not look like it to me. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, look, it's one summer league game. You put it in that context, but that's all we've got so far. And so far, not, uh, not very impressive.
0: Well, so I say this or I ask this not looking for a hot take, just, you know, truly, like your your reasoned opinion of, of you know, decades of, of watching basketball and, and seeing prospects and, you know, those that have uh, obviously met expectations, exceeded expectations, and those who have failed. And we look back on his draft busts. I'm not saying Wemby is going to be bad or anything less than great. We couldn't possibly know that after one summer league game. But in seeing that, did it at least occur to you? Did the thought cross your mind like, man, did we get it wrong with this guy?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and again, you know, you just think of like, like Keegan Murray last year at, at, uh, at, you know, just to use last year as another example at, at summer league, it was obvious. You just watched him. You saw this is an NBA player. who's going to come in and contribute. And, and, you know, certainly what he did in the summer league was not comparable to what he did in the regular season, but he played, and he was an important part of that Kings team that uh that, that took a step forward. Uh And, and, you know, it's, it's, you don't, you don't see that right away from this guy. And, and, you know, if, if we're going to hype him up as the next best thing to LeBron James in terms of prospects, um, you know, you'd expect some level of dominance, uh, uh coming into summer league and, and, and we just didn't see that. And so, yeah, you do have to wonder, you know, is, is this, uh, uh, you know, if he's a project, okay, maybe he develops into whatever he's going to develop into later. Uh, but he was certainly not sold as a project. He was not, you know, he was not, uh, he I was not told to that this was going to be a project. I was told that this was going to be a guy who was going to be a star right away. And, uh, and, uh, you know, we'll see. He, he, he's, he's, he's got time to certainly turn that around and, and to, and to show some, uh, some more as he goes forward. But, uh, uh, but yeah, you know, it, it, has gotta at least cross your mind that, that, that maybe, uh, maybe he is not going to live up to, uh, what he was, uh, uh, what he's been billed as. So this, uh, I, I swear,
0: this won't be a Wemby podcast, people. If, if you're <laughs> listening, but I am just, I'm, I'm fascinated by this, uh, at yeah. least to some degree. Are, are you, what do you attribute it to? Because he's, you know, he's, he's a big for his frame, lanky guy. He's, you know, and, and most of these guys, when, when they're this age like Jason Tatum was was a lanky guy when he came into the league he filled out you know most of these guys do fill out now he's a different story you would for him you'd for a Wemby you'd look for him to fill out in the way that like you know a Yao Ming filled out like he's never going to be this like muscle bound whatever but I don't know is, is it frame or was it was it basketball IQ like what, what do you attribute the whole project versus um you know ready to go
1: element yeah you know and I think I I do want to be careful in in that, you know, look, like I say, he could turn this around really fast. I think part of it was he came in wanting to show – he's a team guy and not wanting to uh you know come out and take uh, uh take 25 shots and and uh and and try to just run all over the place and dominate everything uh you know maybe that changes going forward um uh, but but i think that was part of it he seemed to be uh you know too willing to sort of blend in and not enough to uh to to to, to put his uh, uh imprint on what was going on um so i think i think part of that is just just his approach coming in and, um, you know, from everything that I've heard, uh, you know, his IQ is good and and uh, his work ethic is good. I don't think he came in trying to be lazy or, or, or thinking that uh, this is going to be easy for me. I don't think I don't think it was anything like that. But I do think that, um, you know, if you're a Spurs fan and you're looking for something, then then I think that that maybe he was just being a, a little too passive.
0: All right, well, if you fast forwarded through the first five minutes of this show and on through the Wemby mania, let's talk Celtics and uh sure. summer league action. The first game is in the books. They who cares about the outcome? Like that that doesn't matter in these games, although it was a loss to Miami, and I, I think that, you know, probably hits a little close to home for people after the playoffs. But yeah. nevertheless, uh the the real excitement to come out of it obviously was uh, a guy with, with no hype train whatsoever, a second round pick, Jordan Walsh with the Celtics traded down multiple times to get this guy or, or at least, you know, traded off picks and wound up with this guy. I don't think they were necessarily targeting Brad. him. Even Brad Stevens said at the time there were a, a handful of guys, you know, sort of that we liked in that general range of picks and he was one of them. You know, <laughs> it, it wasn't like, Oh my God, we wanted Jordan Walsh. Well, people started reading about him and watching some of the, The videos obviously from previous play and, and there was a little bit of excitement build, you know, people were, were starting to get into the whole Marcus Smart light thing in terms of energy and effort and enthusiasm. But what people really were not banking on people, the hype was the defense. People were not banking on the offense. And in his summer league debut, just to reach the stat line, 18 points on six of 11 shooting but four of six from three and it's not like he was just lucking into these shots he actually has a beautiful stroke it was it was a beautiful shot out there uh so even if they weren't going in just the form is very good five rebounds couple of steals had a block as well uh tied his career high at arkansas i guess in terms of the 18 points uh so again not this prolific college scorer by any stretch uh but a guy that needless to say again it's summer league hype who the hell knows uh what what the regular season will bring other than i feel uh and and i i guess like look it was me like for the people biting back in the comments previous shows when i said i'm not even positive this guy is going to be on the roster i saw him as more of a, a two-way guy that you know would get time in boston but like jd davison would s- spend a fair amount of time in maine as well with the those celtics uh i i think for CBA reasons, roster reasons and play, at least early on, seems like this is a guy who is going to be a full-time Celtic this coming year. And obviously he didn't get the two, the two-way contract either. So, you know, I I expect to see him on Boston's roster and maybe even contributing to this rotation. Did he surprise you what you saw in that first game?
1: Yeah, he did. Uh, You know, certainly if you look at, uh, what he showed at Arkansas, I think you could see the defense and the intensity and, and, and that he was a guy who, uh, coaches like, I, I know his coach, uh, Eric Musselman pretty well because he, you know, Muss was a, a coach in the NBA for a while. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, one thing that he said is that he did not get to show what he could do offensively. You know, they had Anthony Black, they had, they, they were a stacked team. So he did not get to do much offensively, but he certainly earned his spot, uh, on, on that Arkansas team. So, uh, you know, and, and he, and, and one thing Musselman said too is that he's a better shooter than he showed. He, he shot, I think it was 27, 28% from the three point line at Arkansas, uh, and, uh, and, and didn't really get because, you know, in the college game, you play 30 games. If you have a slump for four or five games, that's it. Your numbers, uh, uh, your number tanks, uh, in terms of your three point shooting. Everybody thinks you can't shoot. Um, but you know, he's, he's a guy who's, uh, uh, a much better three and D prospect, uh, for the NBA. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I I'm I'm excited to see what what he can do, um, and uh, you know certainly I do think he has a spot in the roster, and uh, and and will be a, a promising young guy that Joe Missoula won't play. So we got that <laughs> we got we got something to complain about next year is why why isn't he getting any minutes? So uh, so Celtics so fans have that to look forward to uh, for sure. Is it, well, that, that depresses me right off the hop, but,
0: but you're probably <laughs> right. It's fu- Yeah. It's funny. I don't, I don't look at, maybe I should, but you know, Joe, I feel like hasn't, for me anyway, he hasn't been around long enough to have that, like, won't play the young guy's re- reputation. Um he, he can really build into that. Like Doc, like Doc, you know, he can really, he can really earn that uh, over the course of time. Um yeah, I guess there weren't even that many young guys last year that he could have played. Uh, you know, it, uh, obviously like Grant's not a young guy fell out of the rotation. Payton really never got an opportunity, but I wouldn't call him a quote unquote young guy anymore. He's been yeah, around. Right, 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 uh, so right. it's, it's like the jd davison's of the world or somebody like that but but i guess that sort of transitions us to what does this look like going forward and are the celtics done because depending on who you ask and and what talking head is out there doing a radio tv podcast interview everybody has a different perspective mine has been i've been pretty vocal about it maybe i'll be wrong but my perspective has been brad's not done and and when i say brad's not done i mean in a meaningful way, I feel like Brad is not done. For instance, you know, I I, I believed much like many other people, Grant Williams was going to be sent elsewhere in a sign trade. I did not envision that you know two second round picks coming the other way. I thought they'd actually get somebody who might play for them, a, a human being, not a, a future asset. Yeah. But I still I, I still haven't my head that they are working diligently to try and get off of malcolm brogdon's contract and that obviously is considerable money that that you can turn into another body coming in and you'd have to quite frankly based on you know the the uh, another hole that that would leave you with i just i don't feel like the roster composition makes a whole hell of a lot of sense right now uh and and again vet minimum guys or whatever could be added or Whatever they decide to do, uh, that that maybe fixes this up a little bit. But I, I've taken a lot of flack, Sean, on on social media or on this podcast for saying that I believe that this team is not, as we sit here today, better than it was when the season ended. I I just I believe that. A lot of people scoff at it. They those these are the people I think who underrate the contributions of Grant Williams and Marcus Smart and overrate what we saw in one year from Christoph Porzingis last year. And just expecting that durability and that production to be there again this year, I'm very skeptical of that. So that's a wide ranging way. Yeah, <laughs> I should have been writing this down. Adam. No, it's a, it's <laughs> a wide ranging way of saying to you what, how how do you evaluate this roster right now, and what do you think happens going forward?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I so starting with the Brogdon thing, and and whether they they have something there or or, or can get something there. I think that was probably something they wanted to do before the Grant Williams thing shook out. Mm. Because, you know, when you look at how that shook out, they couldn't take back Reggie Bullock, who is a very serviceable NBA player, good 3 and D guy, you know, somebody who probably would, would, would play for the Celtics and, and could fill sort of that, that Grant Williams role a little bit and maybe do it with a little more versatility. Um, you know, but they couldn't do that because of the, the, the luxury tax and the second apron and all that. Uh, if they had moved Brogdon before that, uh, and, and created a little room, then they could have, they could have done something with that Grant Williams contract, but they weren't in a position to do that because they, because of the timing thing. So, you, you know, they could, they could certainly try to move off of Malcolm Brogdon. I just, you know you, you've got to you've got to be able to find somebody who's going to uh, who's who's going to contribute in doing that, and that's that's going to be a little bit of a challenge. But um, yeah, you know, I still think that they could use help on the wing. Uh, you know, and and that's been pretty uh, uh, pretty consistent. Um, uh, I, I agree with you about Porzingis. You know, I think that, uh, he had the best year of his career last year. Um, but you know, you're bringing him in and you, 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 you give him, uh, uh, a couple more years, uh, on a contract. And, you know, that's, that's always been his thing is that, uh, you know, he's, he's going to get injured, uh, especially once you pay him. So, so, you know, that, that, that's certainly a concern. Uh, and I think the other thing that, that really does concern me is that Porzingis has a real sort of laid back, uh, approach and, and that's fine. That's his personality. Uh, but that's also Jalen Brown's personality a little bit. And that's Jason Tatum's personality. A little, who's the guy who's going to bring the fire, you know, and, and, uh, um, you know, they don't seem to have that, you know, with Marcus Smart and Grant Williams gone. Um, you know, they, they don't really seem to have that. So, uh, that's, that's, that's another concern for me. You know, I, I, I'd like to think that they're not done. I think they shouldn't be done. Uh, I just don't know what else is out there for them, uh, that's going to significantly change the roster and make you say, okay, now, now we're good. Uh, but I, and one last thing on this, Adam, is, is that who in the East improved themselves? You know, I mean, who else got better? You know, Milwaukee added Malik Beasley, who I think, so that's good, a good pickup for them. Uh, but that's pretty much it. You know, I mean, uh, is, is... So Miami gets Dame? You know, even if Miami gets Dame, does that scare you? You know what I mean? Does, does Damian Lillard, Adebayo, and, and Butler, I mean, that's a tough series, obviously. Uh, but they're, they're beatable. You know, I mean, I wouldn't have much else around them either. Exactly, right, right. Uh, and, and you know, that's, uh, uh, that's, that's, that's the real thing is that, yeah, you'd make them probably the favorites in the East. There might be even, even favorites with the Celtics. Uh, but, uh, um, you know, Philadelphia, what they're going through, uh, the Knicks, I thought had opportunities to get better and they might, they might still yet. Um, if, uh, uh, depending on what happens on the trade market, uh, but you know, there, there's, I don't see anybody in the L, in the East, uh, who really got significantly better. And, uh, uh, and I think the, you know, so for the Celtics, I, I, there's a lot to be concerned about, but I, I, I think the bigger issue is, okay, well, who else is, uh, you know, who else is, is, is really going to win the East if not them? <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's really still theirs for the taking. So I
0: want to talk out of both sides of my mouth with this one, or at least acknowledge both sides, I guess, uh, you know, where some of the stuff we've talked about on this show versus some of the, the comment or feedback. And I, I think you can, you can make an argument on both sides we've had, you know, you just said it Washburn's not been on the show and said it the whole, you know, like Washburn made the, the comp that, you know, you, you need a, a Marcus smart type, a Draymond green type in, in terms of, that that fiery personality that like that someone's got that dog in them, someone who's you know a uh that that mental toughness all of that to to win a championship to to get you over the hump like you need that guy on your roster and um i agree with you i think they at least outwardly i have no idea what happens behind closed doors but outwardly uh, what we see or even what we see on the court i think in many ways the celtics did trade their their two most mentally Tough guys, uh, in, in Marcus Smart and Grant Williams and, and that guy right now, unless, you know, Tatum elevates in that way or some of these other guys, you know, further be like Al Horford's never going to become that. Jalen Brown's not going to become right. that. If these guys, you know, if some of these guys do become that or, or bring some more of that, I don't know. Maybe that cancels out in a way, but, but you really had an extreme with Smart and to a certain degree, Grant Williams, who obviously, and I, I, I don't say this in a, in, in a, a negative way, I actually say it in a, a complimentary way, like someone who just never shut up. You know, who was yeah. just like all yeah. always talking, always, but like always kind of wanted to let you know he was there. And I mean on the court. Uh and right. and that could backfire with the whole like I'm going to hit two free throws and that sort of thing. But so that's one side. The other side, and this we got a lot of this in the comments, was all right, well, so you lost those two guys. But how mentally tough were you in the first place when you laid an egg against the Warriors in 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 the finals when that series was there for the taking, when you, you know, took longer than expected to beat the Hawks, took longer than expected to beat the Sixers, fell down 3-0 against Miami only to rally to tie the series and then get blasted at home in game seven. All this mental toughness we're talking about, where was it? Where was it? So how much is that really hurting you with those guys gone? So I'll I'll throw that to you. Does, does it really matter? Do we
1: overvalue well, some of that stuff? Well, I mean, ask ask Milwaukee, right? I mean, uh, the, the Celtics got to the conference finals, uh, and and stormed back from after being 3-0 and forced a game seven. Uh, where was Milwaukee at that time? That's not a very mentally tough team. They lost to the Heat in the first round. You know, I mean, That's, so I mean, you can imagine that, the that the, that the that the I mean, the Hawks uh, could have could have eliminated the Celtics in the in that first round. Uh, as well or or they could have lost uh, the, to the to the Sixers so you know i i do think uh, I, I mean i take your point but at the same time i think that um you know you're a lot more open to uh a a huge disappointment uh if you don't have any of that mental toughness then at least if you have it uh then then you can fight back from some of the holes that you dig yourself into uh and and you know and again i'd say like well you know the fact that they dug themselves into those holes uh is part of the problem
0: i had made the comment a couple shows back that if there was one sort of saving grace for me and i'm in the marcus smart fan camp like i i i you know, I, I I realize he's as polarizing a, a Celtic as there has been in in uh, a long long time, and in fact, Boston sports, you know, athlete in general is polarizing a figure as there's been in quite a while. Uh, and I was on the side that appreciated Smart and wanted Smart to be here. And there were a lot of people that that celebrated like hell when he was traded away, and it was there was kind of no in between. So, with you know, for those of us that were on the you like to have Smart here side of things, I. You know, I, the saving grace that I took from the trade was now he can't be the punching bag. Now, if things go wrong, people can't look to him and say, well, that's because smart took the last second shot, or that's because yeah. smart took 10 threes in that game, in this game, or that's because smart committed this dumb foul, or that, you know, people can't point at that anymore. And what I, what I thought was interesting was I was reading Himmelsbach the other day, and he had a bunch of his news and notes from Vegas, and one of them was that this was, The organization was happy. I don't remember exactly how he wrote it, but the general point was, you know, there there was a a curiosity about, okay, like it was the Jays team before, but now it's really the Jays team, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, because even they internally, it felt like at times were a little deferential to smart in in bigger moments or even internally. Now they have to lead. They have to take charge. Smart isn't there. To bail them out in some ways. What do you think of that? What you know, what do you think of of them ascending to where people have wanted them to be for years?
1: Well, I mean, I don't like the fact that they had to be kicked in the pants to get there. You know what I mean? Like like, you know, why 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 would you be preferential to Marcus Smart? A, and then B, you can have more than one loud guy, you know what I mean? You can have more than one leader. You don't you know, it's not like it's not like Marcus Smart was saying, you guys can't talk. I'm going to do all the talking around here. <laughs> you know, there's, was yeah. plenty of opportunities. So I, I mean, I, 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 I get the point and I, I, I'd, I'd hope if on the subjects that that's the case, uh, but that sounds like, uh, a post trade, uh, uh, justification, uh, that, that you wouldn't have made if, uh, if you had traded Malcolm Brogdon to the Clippers, right? I mean, you know, if, if, if that was really part of the goal, then why did you try to trade Malcolm Brogdon first and not Marcus Smart, right? I mean, come on. I, I, I'm not buying that.
0: <laughs> the, um, what do you think of, of just, it you know the trades have happened you can't undo them and if if you know your mindset is correct that there isn't something big out there because you know according to all reports and and uh and, and and even seemingly right from Damian Lillard's mouth like he's not coming to Boston so you know if if there and if Brockton is here and and obviously is is healthy after surgery and you know is is your sixth man once again because you know I I wouldn't expect him to head and jump into the starting lineup necessarily so what do you like about this roster as it stands right now versus something other than dur or uh, you know like durability injury risk, all of that because they've certainly got a, a group of guys that that come with that. Other than that, what would concern you about this group?
1: Well, you know, I think the thing that that I, I really do like about this team is the ability to space the floor, uh, you, you know, that, that, that's something that they've really, um, you know, since Brad Stevens has, has moved into the front office, that's really been his big thing is, 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 is finding guys who can space the floor. Uh, and, and that's what Porzingis does. I mean, he absolutely, uh, can do that. Um, and then, and then versatility, you know, cause they can come out, uh, I mean, if you've got Porzingis and Rob Williams, uh, playing together, man that's that's uh, uh that is an impressive uh, front court on the defensive end especially that that's a lot of length um and then if you're talking about in that lineup you're talking about uh, you know Jason Tatum uh Jalen Brown and Derek uh, Derek White in the uh uh at the other three spots that's a lot of length. That's a lot of, that could be a really, really imposing defensive team right there. Uh, so I, you know, I, I, there's a lot to be excited about. I don't mean to come on and, and, and just, uh, uh, poo poo everything the Celtics have done. Uh, but you know, certainly the durability is, is a question and, and, you know, that's, that's, you can't, you can't just ignore that. I think the other thing though, is that what's been the Celtics biggest problem the last two seasons? It's really when they, fail to move the ball and, and, and they fail to, uh, uh, you know, share the ball and in certain situations, they get into this thing um, either when they're way up or when they're uh, uh, in tight situations uh, where, where, you know, Tatum, it does the my turn and Jalen Brown does the my turn and, and it's my turn, your turn, your turn. And, and you don't get a lot of good ball movement. They, they, they stop doing that uh how did they solve that problem how do they address that problem by trading away their best passer but you know mark is smart whatever you want to say about him he was the best passer on the roster uh so you know i i don't know that 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 really solves uh that issue um so you, you know as as long as you've got that that's going to be the big thing that concerns me is that that's you know they've got to get away from that they've got to figure that out it's been Two years of of not figuring that out and uh, um, you know may, maybe trading Marcus Smart does maybe maybe that's a way that you can put pressure on Tatum and Brown to say look we need you to be the ones who move the ball and not and not uh, not not stop the ball the way that they often do uh, late in games so uh, you know maybe that can be a solution there but but that's that that would probably be my big worry is that that's their biggest problem and they they haven't really done anything to address it I don't think
0: we've even mentioned the names Brissett and Blanton, two of the offseason additions that they've made. And I realize these are not, you know, like you, you got to be a real basketball junkie and, and maybe even a, a, a daily fantasy player to, uh, be familiar with these guys and their contributions. But what, uh, you know, what uh, do they fit in your mind? Like Brissett and in in general was someone i was excited about and people like a lot of the twitter was like you've you've never even heard of this guy what do you mean you're well i went to syracuse that's why i'm familiar yeah. with o'shea percent otherwise yeah. you might be right like I, I might not have an awareness and then a blanton i think uh you know can can come in and and serve a purpose he's
1: not going to be a, a high minutes guy obviously but how do you like these fits you know, uh, so a few years ago when Taco Fall was playing up in Maine, uh, I went up and I spent a couple days up there and, and, uh, and, and they had like two games against Toronto's, uh, 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 G League team and O'Shea Brissett was playing for them. I remember watching him and I was like, I'm no scout or anything. Everything that I think I know about players, I do. I get from by talking to people who actually know what they're doing, but I watched Brissett and I was like, this guy's pretty good. And so I've kind of followed his career just because it, it, it stuck with me. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, I mean, you know, he's, he's a very, very good defensive player and, and, and he does bring a lot of energy, um, uh, and, and has the capacity to knock down shots too. So, uh, I, I thought he was, uh, a, a really good, uh, addition. I don't, I don't think Blanton really is going to play much. Um, but, uh, but, but, you know, Brissett, I think, uh, is somebody who, who could and should crack the rotation and, and, uh, um, you know, for, for what they're paying them, uh, just, I think, I think that's a great, great addition that they, they were looking for that kind of guy. Um, you know, I don't know, um, Bates Diop who, who signed with, uh, uh, with, with Phoenix, uh, he was another guy that they were looking at that kind of under the radar, uh, guy who could really be a, a pretty good contributor. Uh, and, uh, and, and I think, I, I think Brissett will come in and, uh, uh, and we'll play some meaningful minutes. I think he'll be part of the rotation, uh, you know, hopefully through the playoffs. Is the, uh, metaphorical hourglass, you know, the, the
0: sands of time dropping down at this point as we wait for the, jalen brown extension is this looming according to all reports is this going to you know supermax get done and i don't know maybe by the time this podcast is even published or is there something meaningful that
1: is delaying this in your eyes yeah i mean you know i i, I think it's going to get done i think if you're the celtics you're trying to find a way to save as much as you can on this you know there's 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 parameters that you so you've got it's got to be six years when you roll in, uh, the years that are left on his contracts, so it'll be one year and then the additional, uh, after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, for the Celtics, uh, you know, Rudy Gobert signed a Supermax that wasn't a full Supermax. I think he's the only guy who's done that. And I think the Celtics would like to maybe find ways to, you know, as we've seen with the second apron, Every, every million bucks that you can save, you, you gotta try to do it, you know, that, that there, there's been sort of this rubber stamp in terms of, okay, there's a super max here, just take the whole thing. Uh, and, and, and there hasn't been a whole lot of pushback from teams, uh, saying, you know, well, maybe we should try to, you know, Instead of giving them the full thirty five percent, which is what thirty five percent of the cap, which is where where you're eligible to start, why don't we make it thirty two? Why don't we negotiate that rather than just sort of rubber stamping it? uh so you know that 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 can be the the only thing and i'm not i i don't have any reporting that i'm not saying that but to me that's that's the thing that's holding it up is you know maybe the Celtics are trying to uh you know try to find some ways to um to to, to not make this the full supermax to not make this the full almost 300 million dollars uh because uh, uh you know because that's that's going to be some that pay and you look at it with Damian Lillard right now right i mean he's going to make 60 million bucks uh at age 37 uh uh under under the under his current deal uh because the the Blazers just said okay Supermax there you go take the whole thing uh, and, and rather than saying well wait a minute why don't we try to make this a little more reasonable because you're not going to be worth 30 um you know 60 million dollars when you're 37 so you know I think that's where this is is that the Celtics are uh are trying to find ways to make this uh a reasonable supermax rather than just a rubber stamp kind of thing
0: So I wholeheartedly agree with you if the two of us are sitting here and we are part of basketball operations. We're on the team side. What I've come back to a number of times on this show, whenever someone has brought this up, is if you're Jalen Brown, who has felt openly disrespected by this city, this organization, maybe not the organization, but the fan base, you know, like you have, you have, there have been gripes. There have been things that have upset you over the years that he's probably still not beyond and i'm not saying he should be in in every way it depends on like getting booed on draft night get over it you know some of the stuff in terms of the the makeup of the city and and the racial you know element like yeah i'm not gonna ever tell somebody hey get over that you know so but there are things obviously that are going on in his head that have made me you know i i don't know why he would ever take less than a supermax he has never given me the vibe that he is a guy who would say, yeah, I'll work with you on this. I'll, I'll take a little bit less for the betterment of the organization and the second apron. And I, like, he's, he's struck me as someone that's no, I'm like, see that full supermax that he's getting and he's getting, he's getting rubber stamped. Like you said, I want that too. I've, I've earned it. I was all NBA. I'm eligible. Give it to me.
1: Yeah. I, 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 I'm pretty sure that's, if I'm Jalen Brown, that's probably what I'm saying back to the Celtics, even as they're saying, but, but, but what about, what about, what about, how about if we did this? How about if we did that? Uh, you know, I'm sure if I'm, if I'm Jalen Brown, then I'm, then, then I'm saying, uh, no, I mean, this is what I'm eligible for. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a top 15 player, uh, in the league that's that's what i want and, you know he's don't forget that he's also uh very involved with the with the union and and a lot of times when you get players who are involved with the union they see it as and, and it is i'm not su- suggesting that's not but it is it's it's important that they set a precedent that yeah. that is that that other players can benefit from uh and 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 i'm i've I'm, would be a hundred percent sure that that's part of Jalen's brown jaylen brown's logic that that even if he did say okay that makes sense what you're saying uh but i've got to think about the players who come after me uh that's 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 most likely part of his uh uh his uh, his thought process as well so we'll we'll
0: see i mean it's a i do you believe at least a, in in one way or another whether it's full supermax or or something close to it like you said Like the deal is going to get done.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, it's, 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 it's not good. For Jalen Brown to not, not sign this, it's not good for the Celtics to not sign it with him. So, you know, they, they both have plenty of incentive, uh, to make sure this gets done and, uh, and, and, you know, it, it doesn't have to get done right away. And, and so, um, you know, they can afford to do whatever dance they're doing. Uh, but, uh, uh but, but it'll get, it'll get done one way or the other.
0: Yeah. Let's also not forget that the way it works in the NBA, it's a player's league as much as any other, more than any other, really. Like he could, he could sign this. And in two years, say he just wants to be traded. I mean, look, yeah. (laughs) No skin off his teeth. Right. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I mean, get, get, I'm not saying he will, but you know, that's, that's why I have no reservations about a deal getting done. Like he'll just get his money and it it may be somebody else paying him down the road, but right now, you know, you cash in that's what you do all right before we do get out of here there was obviously uh more details that have come out uh at at summer league and over the course of this past week about this in-season tournament something that you've written about for heavy.com what i want to know sean is and i i speak for i think some segment of fans and followers of the nba why should i care like why 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 should this in-season tournament mean anything to me
1: because Adam Silver really wants you to care, he really <laughs> he, he's asking you please care. Uh, you know, it, it it is a tough sell. Um, you know, they they sort of modeled it on the the, the Euro League. Um, and and you know what happens there? The big difference is that you've got all these different leagues in Europe, right? You've got the Turkish League and the Italian League, the Spanish League, and those teams don't play yeah. each other. Well, they have this insert season tournament where the best teams in Italy play the best teams in Turkey and the best teams in in Germany, et cetera. Uh, and that's interesting, you know. I mean, that's these are teams that don't that wouldn't otherwise play each other. Right? Uh, it's not interesting to have you know Charlotte and Orlando play each other and say. Look, it's a, it's a tournament game. Well, yeah. it's not, you know, it's still just Charlotte and Orlando. Come on. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, what, what Adam Silver's trying, what the goal here is, is that, you know, they get slotted in November and December because NFL does, is everything and 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 you know you look at the ratings and uh you know the nfl a typical sunday game their best sunday game is going to get 25 million viewers the best nba game in that in that november december range gets about two maybe three million viewers uh so the, the nba is up against it in terms of that uh and adam Silver's trying to find a way any way to generate some interest in the league and and this is uh uh, really, it's harmless. It doesn't do any, any damage. Uh, and, uh, and the only thing that it can do is possibly create a little bit extra, uh, attention. And that's, that, that, that's good for the league. I'll tell you, Adam, the one thing that, that I'd say about it is I did not think the in-season turn, the, uh, I'm sorry, the play in tournament. I thought that was going to be a disaster. I thought that, yeah. what are they doing? This is stupid it's been really good and and it's been good for the league. It's been good for ratings. It's been, you know, everything, every measure that you'd want to make for it. uh, It's been good. And so, you know, I, I, I guess my, my stance on it would be in the end, like, you know, doubt Adam Silver at your peril, because uh, you know, he's, he's done a lot of things that had, that, that have, have proven to be, uh uh have proven to be right in the end. Yeah. I guess with the whole, I, I, I agree with that,
0: but I, I guess what I would say to the play in tournament is like has it been good? has it been successful by the measurements the the metrics that they would define success? yes, absolutely, but I still and this is sort of like the 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 weird flip side of that I still don't feel like it was even remotely necessary <laughs> like it it's still i mean yes, has it i guess im improved the early stages of the playoff product fine but you're still this isn't like baseball when only four teams were getting to the playoffs and you start to add in wild cards and and you know division winners you know going way back and you know it's like all right now we're giving more teams an opportunity when when three quarters of our league wasn't sniffing the postseason and so we have to find a way to make it interesting this what you're doing like you already had half your more than half your league Going to the playoffs and now you are making it so that whatever the number is 60% of the league or, or 65% of the league or whatever the math is, is now in the mix. And I just, I don't again, like who am I to like doubt something that has, as you said, openly worked, but I just, I, I still watch it and I'm like, we didn't need to do this. Like top, top eight seeds were fine. There didn't need to be 10
1: fair that, that that's a fair point uh you know, but again there i think the goal was uh and and you could argue that this part didn't really work, you saw with the mavericks but you. uh you know to 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 cut back on tanking and I think it at least has cut back on it um you know in addition to other things that the league has done uh but to cut back on tanking uh and uh uh and create more late season interest in markets that that it it wouldn't in there. Um and and so I think you've you've seen some of that. So you know, again, it's it's it depends how you define the success of it. But uh, um, you know, to to kind of create that out of nothing, uh, yeah. and to create it when they didn't even need to, like you like yeah. like you say. And again, you know, the, the 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 Lakers game when they played, I think they who they played Minnesota. Um, that game was the number two game. So it was opening night. Was the number one game, non playoff game, and and playing doesn't count as playoffs. Which is that also stupid, total- by the way. Well, right, right. It's it's kind of crazy that they have these games that have stats that don't exist. You know? <laughs> yeah, like, like Jason
0: Tatum's fifty-point play-in game. Like you can't never happen. Right, you can't find right. it anywhere. Like it's it's, right. just, it's it's not like part of his basketball reference page. It's not right. Exactly right. Right, yeah. and that's
1: that's a little weird. Yeah. But, you know, but, but so the, the number one game last year though was, was, was opening night. Uh, I think it was Lakers and Warriors. And then the number two game was the Lakers playing game, like, and, and, you know, in terms of ratings. And so that was just a game that wasn't going to exist and then did exist. And the second most people of the season watched it. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's for something that they didn't need. I agree with you on that. Uh, but they, at least they came up with something that people bought into.
0: Well, in, in season champions, I, I hope the, uh, I hope we still have the, the, you know, I, I hope they get rings. I hope we, we rate, <laughs> I, I hope we raise banners for this. Uh, you know what? Some, some crappy organization out there will raise like the, yeah, you know, I don't mean to pick on like the Sacramento Kings or whatever, but like a, if I see a play in cha- or a, a, a mid season tournament, whatever they call this thing, an in season tournament, you know, championship banner go up to somebody's rafters, I swear to God.
1: <laughs> well the important thing is that each each player gets a half million bucks i mean that's that's and you know especially for the lower yeah, half of the roster. For them that
0: doesn't mean anything
1: for me or for an nba fan oh no, right right absolutely yes yeah yeah right right but i just i my point being that there'll be so there'll be a care factor there uh, yeah. that uh uh that that money brings you're gonna start to have guys like you know,
0: resting for games leading up to the in-season tournament <laughs>
1: Just to well, I got to be fully available for this. You got to load manage for the <laughs> tournament. Oh man, what a, what a what a nightmare that would be for Adam Silver.
0: <laughs> get get ready, get ready. This is, what do you mean? Would be, will be, will be. It's gonna, <laughs> absolutely going to happen. All right, we should go. You should get back to Vegas, and uh, and and I should not talk the rest of the day because my voice sounds like crap, but Evan Valenti will rejoin us uh, for, uh, for next week. We'll see what we have in store for you. Either way, uh, we, we promise it'll be good because we, we believe in this show. We have a lot of fun. Heavy.com's Sean Devaney. Sean, thanks so much for taking the time out, uh, out in Vegas and uh, you know, get back to your family, get back to the fun, and we'll talk to you again real soon for sure.
1: All right. Thanks Adam.
0: All right. Rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff for Celtics beat. For Evan, who is still producing in the background, I am Adam Kaufman. For Sean, we'll talk to you again next time here on Celtics beat. Stop the recording.